Well, hello there. It is great to see you again and welcome back to the latest installment of Your Money and a Cup of Joe. I am your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. And as always, we've got our star, and that's Mr. Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group joining us for another wealth management related conversation. That is what we tackle here on this show. We've got a good one that we're going to be diving into in today's conversation. You know, let's think about it. Your company's good name, hey, that's a key driver in terms of you know, success and future success down the road. So today we're going to be examining the right steps, you know, to really nurture your reputation among clients, prospects, and really just the market as a whole, you know, your reputation can be, you know, the be all end all of your organization at the end of the day. And today we're talking about just that, that nurturing and that building of a good, credible reputation. So let's go ahead and bring Joe on and get right into this conversation. Joe, it's good to see you today. How you doing? Great, Ryan. How about you, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I cannot complain. Uh, Joe, let's start high level as we like to do for today's conversation. Why is it that you believe, Joe, it's so important for business owners today to be able to track, to assess, and then, of course, just manage really their company's reputation in real time, day in and day out? Yeah, I think it's, if not the most, certainly one of the key drivers of a business's success think about it. You don't want to go to a restaurant that has a bad reputation, do you? Right. Sure. And so if you build and maintain and enhance your reputation amongst your clients or your customers and potential clients, partners, uh, shareholders, employees, and even the media, I mean, that can continue to propel your business to new heights. But the opposite is also true. I mean, if your reputation in the marketplace is tarnished or even questioned. I mean, you can certainly find yourself you're on the outside of losing customers very quickly. And I think really what's most recent with the internet is that, that seems to amplify this dynamic an awful lot and very quickly. You think about online reviews and social media, that spotlight is shining on you 24 seven. And that reputation, whether it's amazing or awful, can now, I mean, spread like wildfire in a matter of hours or or days, really. Yeah, yeah. Joe, I want to dig a little deeper. I'm so glad you mentioned the online part of it because we are in this digital age where, you know, an online aspect is a massive aspect of any business's reputation. So in your eyes, just how important has it become over the last, you know, decade or two really, uh, you know, to make sure your reputation is reinforced online as well? It's incredibly important, and I think it's growing, Ryan, and statistically, and we're going to go through some of these statistics, it's telling us that, right? Today's world, your reputation is shaped in many ways, if not largely online, no matter whether you're selling something and it's cutting-edge technology or old-school business. For example, 87% of consumers read online reviews for local businesses in 2020. 72% of consumers have written a review for a local business. And the average consumer has read 10 reviews before feeling able to trust a business. This next one, the next two, I think there are maybe even more telling. 48% of consumers would consider using a business with fewer than four stars, only 48. So four and higher is a very important number, it seems like for a lot of people. And 91% of 18 to 34-year-olds trust reviews online as much as recommendations from friends and family. So think about it even yourself. Do you do some research online? Maybe a lot, maybe a little. I know we do, right? 
So your customers or potential customers and clients are likely to do the same, I think. Yeah, you know, I'm just thinking about myself. Of course, I'm going to look up that restaurant before I might be going, especially if it's a new place, one that's not, you know, part of my repertoire, if you will, Joe. So, but Joe, in terms of all this activity that's happening online, what is happening online in your eyes that that is really shaping people's opinions about a business and about their, uh, you know, really leading to their thoughts on the on their reputation as a whole? Yeah, so there are several forces that are kind of shaping this. And and you mentioned, right, restaurants, for example, we use on uh, OpenTable. We've gone to Yelp or Google My Business and Angie. Those are kind of the national review services, if you will. There can easily be some local review services, certainly Facebook and trusted sources from friends or small group chats can bring up items in local cities or towns of things of that nature. So they're all going to be discussed and evaluated by friends, possibly colleagues, or just people all looking at the same. Of course, there's news about your company, whether it's published in a newspaper article, online newspapers, blogs, um, they're all going to have an influence of great public opinion potentially on your operation. So it means you need to explore and dig deeper in order to determine how you're being perceived in the marketplace and the in the world at large. All right, so let's get into this. This is really the heart of the conversation here, Joe. In terms of that digging for an organization to be able to gain that understanding of how the marketplace is perceiving them, what's really the best way to go about that digging process? Well, I think you want to start doing some of your own digging, right? Do a search of your own business, some of your key executives. Um, so let's set up Google alerts for your business. Whenever your firm's name, your key relevant words in your marketing, your name, names of co-owners, key executives are mentioned in the media, you're going to be informed. You're going to have some tools that monitor that for you. Google your business and look for the reviews, the web pages, anything that paints your picture positively or negatively. And nearly a quarter of all consumers say all it does is take one negative article for them to be turned off. And that's according to research from GoFish Digital. And then check your own web assets for relevance and timeliness. I mean, you don't want something that's really outdated. You don't. You don't want to look like a dinosaur. You don't want to look like you're not in touch with today. So you want to make sure that everything that you're publishing and putting out there is of a current nature. Sure. All right, Joe. So what you've done your recon now, you, you see your reputation online, but are there any action steps, anything additionally that you could be doing to help reinforce that reputation online? Yeah. So let's say even if your reputation is good, how do you want to make sure it doesn't turn poor or seem something that's amiss, right? Increase the number of positive reviews in your business and how you say, well, how do I do that? About 71% of consumers say they'll leave a review if asked, and that's according to Bright Local. So use email marketing to ask some of your top customers or clients to leave a review on your website or a social media post. They'd be willing to do it. Highlight the positive reviews that you've had. Ask clients who post especially glowing comments, if that can be used in marketing materials or social media sites. That's another one. And court influencers and bloggers. And I know people think, well, I don't know that I want to do that. But think about it for a second. Your industry probably has influencers at a local or national level. 
And so if you can potentially drive business your way, if you give them possibly a positive mention online, if so, reach out, see if they'll offer to come up with some sort of article that takes in their content and your content, build a relationship with them, offer maybe a free product or service of some kind for an honest online opinion. Of course, it goes without saying, you want to give them your best effort or your best product so they can give you a positive and not a negative review. No, these are these are good little factors to consider here, Joe. But, you know, how many times, though, in today's day and age are we talking about customer engagement, being able to really reach your arms out towards your customers, provide something, engage with them, connect with them? Let's talk about this. Are there any smart ways in your eyes that, you know, a, a business these days can really be you know, garnering that positive attention through customer engagement and online customer support. Yeah, you can do all the marketing you want, but you do want to have that good one-to-one or one-to-many kind of conversations, right? So thank those folks who've given you a positive review and address any online complaints in a professional tone. And let's break both of those down. Both moves though, do have a tendency to enhance a relationship and improve your reputation not just with the specific people you're responding to, but also others that see your response in a general setting. So that's really important, right? You have to offer content too that adds value to clients or potential clients' lives. I mean, you can take the wheel by offering content online, but you wanna make sure that it's actually driving success and you're addressing real life opportunities. So for example, when asked why buyers selected one company over another, 75% said the winning vendor had content that had a significant impact on their buying decision. That's important. And 89% said winning vendors provided content that made it easier to show ROI and or build a business case for the purchase. So you've got to have some meat on the bone. You've got to say, we really made a difference and here's how we made a difference or here is how we can make a difference. That's when people are going to step up and do what you need to do. Yeah, those are some two, two really good statistics there, Joe, and a lot of really good strategies so far for businesses on how to really reinforce that reputation online and, and really even by just word of mouth as well. But Joe, let's I want to play devil's advocate here. What about those moments if a reputation takes a real hit online? You know, how should somebody be responding then, let's say, to a reputation crisis, if you will? Yeah. Sometimes you take a hit because of something you've done. Sometimes it's out of your control. Either way. Sometimes that happens, whether it's a bad decision or not, it can be perceived by enough people as bad and that news gets shared. So when that happens, it pays to have a strategy in place for how you're going to respond. And even if you don't, thinking it through and how do you want to respond and you want to do it in a thoughtful manner. So if you find yourself in a reputational crisis, one of the best things you can do is to make an easy one and address the issue with honesty integrity and authenticity. So if someone else has made an error, someone in your company's made an error, admit it, be upfront about it, about both your feelings about the incident, as well as how you're going to rectify the situation. When that happens, oftentimes people will be seen in the marketplace and say, well, they were honest and they were transparent about it. And people are less likely to pile on with negativity and outrage. They may even say they're impressed with how fast you've moved to address the issue and doing it in an open manner. 
So people are often going to say they want to think oftentimes the worst about a business. But then all of a sudden, if you take a mea culpa, a mea culpa approach and you fix it and you admit it, they're much more likely, I think, to say, you know, that is somebody I want to work with because they know no one's perfect. Yeah, yeah. And Joe, well, apart from maybe, let's say, some of those internal efforts that, you know, a company is putting out there during a reputation crisis, should a company be getting involved in those online discussions as well that are happening, you know, around whatever that crisis may be and where that generated from? Yeah, I think they do. I think you want to monitor first and then how you engage becomes important. Not only the tone, but the frequency and the method. Right, so let's talk about all that. So it's good to track all the hashtags and the keywords that feature your brand, right? Using alerts, social monitoring services and the like. You wanna be ready in every online venue where people are commenting about your company so you can respond quickly, especially with damage control messaging. And that shows both supporters as well as your detractors that you're engaged in the problem. Here's a warning though. Don't get involved with a negative commenter, not at a deep level, right? They could be an online troll. They could be a competitor trying to goad you into something to make a comment that makes you look angry, unpleasant, unreasonable. No, so don't do it. Now, if somebody does post something negative, let's address it. Simply apologize. You're looking into it. There was even a study by Cora that revealed like 39% of customers who posted negative feedback, all they wanted was an apology. Then let's, you know, if that's it, let's apologize, address it and move on. But there can also be the opportunity where you do need to engage a little further. And if that happens, see if you can't take it offline. Ensure that your, your frustrations and the further interactions won't be public. You don't want them to be public. And that way you're not having to address everything, all the nitty gritty details in public. And so that way you can find out, is this an honest or is this somebody that's not so honest, right? Yeah. And you have a chance to correct it. As the business owner, you have a lot to lose, but the negative commenter has nothing to lose. So that's why you need to be careful. Very, very good words right there, Joe. I mean, there's a lot to unpack within this conversation, especially in this digital age that we're living in where so much of our reputation can exist online. So a lot of really, really great information you've shared with us today, Joe. And and let's say, I, you know, I know that these same conversations that we have on this show, these are conversations you're having with your clients, you know, over at Kaleo Wealth Management Group. And, and if anybody out there in the audience today, maybe they're going through that reputation crisis, or maybe on the flip side, maybe they're looking to build up a reputation, establish credibility within their, their market. And maybe they're interested in reaching out to you and your team to just open that dialogue, start the conversation and see, see where a fit might align. What would be the best way, you know, anybody out there could get in touch with you and your team joe yeah they can look look us up online sending us and send us an email or give us a phone call we've got team members here all day monday through friday ready to take it and we'll even check our emails on weekends too so give us a call or shoot us an email fantastic well joe hey you're a busy guy you've got a company to run i will let you go back to serving your clients but i appreciate you carving some time out uh, to be with us and dive into this really interesting conversation that is just so prevalent in today's day and age i appreciate you and uh, looking forward to the next one thanks ryan good to see you
Good to see you as always, Joe. And hey, look, as always, we want to say thank you, of course, to our audience, you guys for jumping aboard and being with us on the discussion today. If you took anything away from today's conversation, I know I certainly did, especially with the statistics that Joe was rattling off there. If you took anything away that would you know benefit you or somebody else, please feel free to go ahead and leave a comment for the show, subscribe to it on whichever platform you watched us on today. And then of course, share this information with any friends, family, business owners, anybody that you think would benefit from these types of conversations. So for Joe, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long, but we appreciate you guys being with us on today's installment of Your Money and a Cup of Joe. This presentation is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. The views and opinions expressed may not be those of UBS Financial Services Incorporated. UBS Financial Services Incorporated does not verify and does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information presented. This material is made available for use by CEG. Neither UBS Financial Services Incorporated nor any of its employees provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your personal tax or legal advisor regarding your personal circumstances. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services Incorporated offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC registered broker dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that clients understand the ways in which we conduct business, that they carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide to them about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review the PDF document at UBS.com slash relationship summary. UBS Financial Services Incorporated is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA, member SIPC. Joe Kaleo at Kaleo Wealth Management Group, UBS Financial Services Incorporated, office address 200 West Highway 6, Suite 400 in Waco, Texas, 76712.